Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. But the sports talk doesn't stop. Sports talk radio that's live, local, and not for the faint of heart. Oh, you didn't know? Sometimes angry. Loud noises! Telling it like it is. You insulted him a little bit. You got a little out of order yourself. And pretty much always right. Don't ever argue with the big dog. Big dog is always right. Text or call 404-741-0929 and be part of the show. Well... We're waiting. Live from the Kia Studios, it's time for the John Chuckery Show. Serving you up sports on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Rob Triple in for John Chuckery. It's a free-for-all Friday. Anything goes. And I haven't taken many calls this week, but I want to take a lot of calls tonight. I want to hear whatever is on your mind. It doesn't matter. I told Mike and Carl, I will give relationship advice. I will prescribe medication. Whatever you freaking need. You know why? Because I'm wearing my turtleneck. That is why. I want to do that. Of course, we're going to get into all the nuts and bolts of what's going on this weekend. But I want to have some fun tonight because it's always tough to get back into the grind and the traffic after a a long holiday, a couple of weeks off. And it's been a very long week for many of us, I'm sure. So... We're going to do that. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. And, of course, we'll talk about Georgia TCU. And I'm I'm telling you, Chris Hatcher might have the most impressive coaching tree out of anyone, the former Valdosta State Division II All-American quarterback and coach at Sanford. Now he he has ties to Mike Leach, Kirby, Sonny Dykes, all of them. It's, it's, it's a great story. Going to get into all of that, of course. Falcons going to close out the season against Brady and the Bucks on Sunday. And, of course, I will be hosting the Falcons flyover after that, an extended Falcons flyover, by the way. And, of course, we're going to talk a little, George, on the Falcons flyover as well because how much can we talk about what the Falcons need to do in the offseason? And I'm telling you, I did something a bit silly, but I thought it was kind of funny last week, too, when I did the Falcons flyover. I admitted I didn't even watch the damn game. I said, why am I going to watch a meaningless game? Do you really want to hear about that key second and seven play in the second quarter? of a meaningless game between the Falcons and Cardinals? No. But I couched that by saying I'd much rather focus on the offseason. I wasn't really derelict in my duty. I was just being a little irreverent because that's what I'm, that's what I'm uh, prone to doing. So, of course, we'll also talk about the Hawks. Man, if they, get a, if, they, if they win tonight, a two-game winning streak 
for the Hawks this season feels like they've won five in a row if they're able to pull it off. Taking on the Lakers, so we'll have an abbreviated show tonight. I'm getting out of getting out of here at 10 o'clock. I'm going to go run up a bar tab somewhere as my girlfriend is enjoying Casey and the Sunshine Band and uh, the B-52s at the Fox Theater down the road. And I was telling Mike and Carl, it's such a funny story. This couple I know, saw them in New York, and uh, she goes, wow, isn't it great that Casey has hired plus-size dancers? And he's like, no, that, that is Casey, honey. I'm sure it's going to be a great show, though. Of course, just a jam-packed weekend. How about this? Is it time to start paying attention to Georgia basketball? What? Yes, it might be. Mike White's doing a great job. He averaged 22 wins a year at, uh, what, Louisiana Tech in Florida. They beat Bruce Pearl in the 22nd-ranked Auburn Tigers the other night. Mike White owns Bruce Pearl. He's 6-3 and three against him. Georgia taking on White's former team, Florida, tomorrow in Gainesville, Florida, at 1 o'clock. Georgia Tech, a little bit of a pulse. They beat 12th-ranked Miami the other night at McCamish, 76-70. They're 8-6, 1-3 in the conference. They're at Florida State tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And uh, bad news, um, Uga, Georgia's mascot, not taking the trip to Los Angeles. The legendary Siler family who has been breeding those Bulldogs for years and years and years and years says that trip across the country would just be a little bit too much for a 9-year-old Bulldog. And I'm like, what? That bulldog has a better life than all of us. It eats better than all of us. And I'm sure it'd be flying private. It's not gonna, it's not like Ugga's gonna be in some horrible cage in the cargo hold of a Delta DC nine. That's gonna be kind of a bummer. Ugga would be free to roam on that plane if he wanted to. I know. To. He could walk around, he could sit on the actual seat. He wouldn't even be in a crate like in no, the regular thing where, like, in the regular yeah. aisles where humans would sit, yeah. he would be free to roam around in yeah, the he's regular. The king. Yeah. I, I don't get that, but I, but I guess they would know. I yeah. Mean, the no dog is nine this. years old, but yeah. I, that's kind of sad, though, because it's always great to see them. And why is this game in Los Angeles? Why do we have to have any college championship game out in ridiculous Los Angeles? Where we can't tailgate. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's ridiculous. Believe it or not, that I, I, went out, I went off on this last night because California is so stupid in so many ways. One of the most beautiful states in the country, if not the most beautiful, the combination of mountains and ocean and desert and all the thing. It's actually the College Football Playoff Committee that made that rule. And I thought it was California. Oh, yeah. okay. California's, that makes sense now, I guess. California is the most regulated state in the country. They have over 365,000 regulations. So, so let's, let me get this straight. So, you can uh, urinate and defecate in public. You can do heroin in front of a nursery school. You can uh, set up a homeless tent city, but no, you better not tailgate. And you better not use a wood-burning stove in San Francisco. That's illegal, too. As, and isn't the, the old Mary Jane uh, uh, legal there, too? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Well, that's, it's encouraged. Right. I mean, <laughs> preschool teachers actually smoke it while, while teaching. So, yeah, what a, what a dumb but, – but by the same token, though – how many people going to the game can actually tailgate? You're flying out there, you know? And do you really want to rent a car in California and try to drive in L.A.? No. So I guess it's not the end of the world, but that game should not be there. Hey, guess what? Atlanta could actually be in the NFL playoffs. <gasps> what? Is there a gas leak in here? No. Neutral site for the AFC Championship, and they brought cities like New Orleans, Tampa, Atlanta. Wouldn't that be cool? Now, I hate the fact that, like, Buffalo – if they some, I know they're going to seed it based on winning percentage, 
This is the first time since 1935 that all NFL teams have not played the same number of games. But Buffalo hosting an AFC championship game, hosting the Chiefs. And the Chiefs have never had to play a road playoff game since Patrick Mahomes has been there. I would love to see that, like five degrees, sideways snow, just a disastrous. I love snow football more than anything. But Atlanta, possibly a destination for the AFC championship game. I would go to that in a heartbeat if I could afford it. That, that'd be pretty cool. It's only been one time that I've seen an NFL game where the Falcons weren't playing, and this was a long time ago. This was uh, Peyton Manning and the Colts playing the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. It newly renovated Soldier Field. It looked like a, a ridiculous flying saucer. And that weekend, went up there to see a couple of buddies, and we drove to Gary, Indiana, home of the Jackson family. That place is a pit of hell. And we gambled there. And we get on this boat. In order to legally gamble, the boat had to go about five feet off the shore. So just kind of like just went five feet off the shore. And then we gambled. And then we went, went to White Castle. And there you go. <laughs> uh, Skylar Thompson going to start at quarterback for the Dolphins on Sunday. Skylar Thompson. That, that, sounds like, that sounds like the name of an LSU gymnast. You see Skylar Thompson winning the SEC in gymnastics? Or like swimming or something like yes. that, or, or or like a female basketball yep. player too. She sounds like like Skylar Thompson sounds like a, a bad baller. She like does. She could, she could she could cross over the best of them. Doesn't she sound like the point guard to UConn? Yeah, Skylar Thompson, man, she can the handles, the assist, fit shifty in the paint, the ultimate floor general. Yes, the ultimate floor general, Skylar Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miles Garrett. Is very confused this evening. Very confused by Jadavion Clowney's uh, barbs. Now, Clowney was sent home by the Browns for being a clown. Knee. Said he won't re-sign with the Browns because he believes the team favors Garrett over him. Yes. Well, all I hear all day long at school is how great Marsha is at this or how wonderful Marsha did that. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Clowny no, is like, sweetheart. <laughs> all those awards staring me in the face was just too much. I'm tired of being in Marsha's shadow all the time. <laughs> Jadavion Clowney is Jan Brady to Miles Garrett's Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> he said he's not going to resign with the Browns because he believes the team favors Garrett over him. You all trying to get Garrett in the Hall of Fame rather than winning games. Now, me and him don't have a problem. It ain't his fault. The Browns got their own guys, and I just ain't one of them. And Clowney also recently refused to play on first and second down against Baltimore, only wanting to play on third down, you know, the most important down when you're on defense because of an injury, apparently. And Miles Garrett's like, well, what the hell did I do? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. So we don't know if Clowney's going to play on Sunday, but that, that's kind of fascinating. Oh, goodness. The NCAA, thank God we have the NCAA to keep college football safe. That feckless, stupid bureaucracy, that bloated, dumb bureaucracy. Michigan being investigated for secondary violations. Now, apparently, recruiting violations during COVID, impermissible contact with recruits during dead periods, as well as the use of a defensive analyst for on-field coaching activities. They have a level one violation because Jim Harbaugh really didn't comply with their inquiry. Does anybody really give two dams about that? No. No, they don't. Like I said, 
the NCAA, they do stuff like this just to make it look like, well, we're doing our job when all they really want to do is count their damn March Madness money and go to their cocktail parties. I mean, this is so stupid. What about whatever happened to the Sean Miller stuff at Arizona with all the bribery? They've been in Miami. They were investigating Miami for like 45 years, I think, and never came to a conclusion. I guess we'll figure out the end game of this, and this will be uh, figured out probably the next five to seven years. Jim Harbaugh still maintains he's going to be sticking around, though. Oh, Chris Beard, University of Texas basketball coach, fired after uh, being arrested about a month ago on a domestic battery charge. Now, apparently the accusations are he choked his fiance from behind, bit her, and hit her during an argument. Now, she's defending him, saying, no, he didn't bit, bite me, all this other stuff. I think she's trying to tamp it down. Maybe it's a case where both people got out of hand. I mean, I don't know why I wasn't there. But I'll tell you this, it's going to cost him and cost him big. This little incident here is costing him $30 million. He was in the second year of a seven-year deal that pays him $5 million per year. And because you get fired for cause without this, you ain't getting no money. So she's probably trying to help him recoup the money. But sometimes, and I'm not making light of, I'm not going to do this joke. I'm not going to do it. I just get crucified for it. So there you have it. Lots to get into tonight up until 10 o'clock. Hawks and uh, Lakers, of course. And uh, we're going to get into uh, TCU and Georgia as well. And uh, Eric Zier, former Georgia great, Marietta quarterback as well, spent some time with the uh, Ravens, Georgia broadcasting analyst. He was on with uh, Dukes and Bell. I think we're going to replay that as well. And I want to do this, guys, 404 741 0929, whatever's on your mind, I want to talk to you. I want to know what you're doing tonight on a Friday night. I get to be out there amongst you at 10 o'clock. Let's be kind of light and airy today. We've, we've been doing our job all week, really bearing down on the Falcons, bearing down on Georgia, and I, I, I had my scathing, scathing criticism of the Atlanta Hawks. All this stuff, it's been kind of serious and uh, kind of heavy. And also coming up a little bit later on, my new uh, segment, The Index, where I have the most bizarre stats and numbers relating to basically everything under the sun. And also, this day in sports history, there's a lot of Atlanta stuff involved in this one. A lot of interesting stuff involving John Smoltz, Phil Necro, Ted Turner, et al. So just going to be a fascinating night. We're going to come back. We're going to get into uh, this Georgia TCU matchup. You know, if you think uh, TCU is just a Cinderella team, well, you think that at your own peril, and you're a very limited, linear thinker, you need to do better. Sports Radio 929 again. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Back to more John Chuckery. This party's gonna rock. Make some noise! Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Rob Trimblin for John Chuckery, Sports Radio 929 The Game. Georgia TCU. Teams have arrived in Los Angeles. And for some reason, that game's being played out there. I hope it gets to the point where teams get to host those playoff games, especially when it, when it expands. I mean, neutral site games are the worst thing in the world. I remember Notre Dame comes to Athens a couple of years ago, the buzz was amazing. And that's, that's the essence of college football, the vibe, the nostalgia, the tradition of having things on campus. And I know they get a lot of money for these neutral site games. I get that, but come on, man. Like Georgia, Oregon, that should have been played in Athens. <clears throat> it should have been. I mean, college football gets that wrong, but they still make their money. They still get their viewers. So, you know, but nothing like that. And think about, like Georgia going up to uh, Columbus to play Ohio State. I think that's coming up actually in like 2024, something like that, I think. I'm, don't quote me on that. But at any rate, Georgia 13-point favorite. And uh, TCU is not necessarily a Cinderella, trust me. If they lose that game on Monday night, it's not like they're going to be, well, we had a great run. No, they're going to be sad they lost. They, they expect to win. And if this game gets to the fourth quarter, be careful. TCU has been through the ringer. They have had so many come-from-behind victories this year. That epic uh, game, I, I cannot – was that game against Oklahoma State where they quickly had to – they had to change personnel. They had to get the defense off, the offense off and bring the kicking team on, and they did it flawlessly and kicked the game-winning field goal. And they've been, been, been behind a lot this year. You know, Dugan, that quarterback, is, is, is something else. He, like, wills that team to win. You've got one of the – probably a – the top wide receiver coming up in the draft. You have two good running backs, by the way, and they gashed Michigan in that game. You've got a Jim Thorpe Award winner, LaDainian Tomlinson's nephew. Oh, and the other cornerback ain't so bad either. And they've picked up, I think they had, did they have two pick sixes in that game against Michigan? I was a little foggy by then. 
I know they at least had one. They have had a takeaway in every game this year. They're very opportunistic. So if Georgia messes around, turns the ball over. Oh, and by the way, and I, I didn't realize this, David Pollock was on, Georgia's former three-time All-American. He was on with Dukes and Bell the other day. He says, TCU's offensive line might be better than Ohio State's. And I thought Ohio State's offensive line did a great job the other night, especially on Jalen Carter. He was almost persona non grata, and nobody else really uh, stepped it up. But give credit to C.J. Stroud. He showed you a, a part of his game we didn't really know existed or had been latent or dormant, or he, he just uh, strategically decides to deploy when he's going to run the ball and tuck it because he showed a lot more mobility than I thought he had. And Georgia was lucky to get away with that. So perhaps that game – is really going to help Georgia focus in on this and not take anything for granted. But I don't think Kirby's going to let them take anything for granted. Why would you take an opponent for granted when you have a chance to win back-to-back national championships? It was two pick sixes. Thank you. That's my, that's my crack research staff. And, and producer Dylan Matthews. So a John Fitzpatrick, Georgia tight end, he talked about – uh, he's with the Falcons now. Yeah, my bad. Former Georgia tight end. I, I am so hyped up tonight, dude. I have had such a long week working two gigs. I know all of, a lot of you out there, you worked your butt off all week. And this weekend is just so exhilarating because I get to rest. Because I've been really burning the candle at both ends like a lot of you do. And uh, that's why my mind is just racing my thoughts. I'm just hyped, dude. It's like I've had five Red Bulls and two bumps of cocaine. I don't do either. I don't touch that stuff. But uh, John Fitzpatrick talks about, you know, there's been a drastic culture change up in Athens, and here's what he has to say about that. I think every year we're going to um, look to run the SEC. That's the standard there. And um, he, he recruits high-level players that are going to contribute early on. Um, and I think he's set that culture there, and everyone wants to be a part of that. There you go. And I am still very disappointed in Eric Ainge, the former Tennessee quarterback. You know, he came out the other day and he called Stetson Bennett a punk. I was like, come on, dude. And I had no problem with him saying, I hope he throws three interceptions to help Georgia lose the game. But then he went real personal with it. That, that's a level of envy. That's all that is. He is so jealous of Stetson Bennett. And he had a nice career at Tennessee. He beat Georgia twice in Athens at Sanford Stadium. Good for him. Why can't you – maybe he'll learn – to be better because there's a lot of people especially in this business who it happens everywhere where if someone gets a gig that you don't get you just resent them so much for it guess what it is so freeing if you can just be happy for people find something within yourself to be great we can all find about 10 things to be grateful for rather than resent people that get a gig that you think you should have gotten hey it's not the end of the damn world guess what we're none of us are getting out of this alive anyway so focus on gratitude. Eric Ainge, very disappointing, dude. He's just trying to be the flamboyant, hot take, shock, talk radio podcast guy, I guess. But it's just, it's just bush league crap is what it is. There's, there's no sophistication whatsoever. It's petty nonsense, but petty nonsense defines our pop culture anyway. Everything is petty and ridiculous, and pop culture is dumb, except for my, my contributions to pop culture, which seem to be very elevated and thoughtful, and whimsical, and irreverent, and all those things. David Pollack talked about TCU's offensive line. TCU's got at least two guys up front that'll get drafted. 
Um, they got a really, really, really good guard. Uh, their scheme allows them a, a lot of space because the quarterback runs and the motions and, and, and all the spread elements of their offense and with tempos. And uh, you're like me. I, I fully expect Georgia to win this game probably going away. I, I do. I just don't see TCU beating Georgia. Can they beat Georgia? Yes. But considering what happened to Georgia against Ohio State, the fact that they basically won a game they should have lost and that's not lost on them, you don't think Kirby's been coaching those dudes hard this week? I bet every other word out of his mouth has been a very, very high-octave, shrill tapestry of obscenity all week at the urinal. You bleep, 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 bleep. He's been coaching them hard this week, I guarantee you. He'll take anything for granted. Here's David Pollock on the fact that, uh, guess what? TCU is not a 16 seed in March Madness. There's a lot of things about, you know, this TCU offense that's going to that's gonna make you play really, really well. It's going to make you watch tape and go, okay, I got a lot of respect for these guys. They're not just a Cinderella story. Oh, there you go. They're not. They're not. And it's amazing. How is this team five and this is a they are a great story. They were five and seven last year. They fire a Gary Barnett. They fired a guy that has a statue outside the stadium. Bring in Sonny Dykes. He inherits a five and seventeen, and look what he did with it. It's amazing. It's going to be a highly entertaining game, though. I hope it's a, I hope it's a ridiculous game. I hope it's like, uh, I hope it mirrors the Arkansas Kansas bowl game. You remember that game where Kansas was down 38-13? to 13. They come back and tie it, force overtime, and I think they lost 55-54. to 54. I want some ridiculously absurd college football game because that's why we like college football because of how unpredictable it is. Of course, with Georgia coming out on top. And how, that would be something too, wouldn't it? If Georgia managed to go back-to-back, such a difficult thing to do. I mean, we are in the infancy of NIL and the transfer portal and all that stuff. But if Georgia can maintain this, and I think they will, I think it's going to become harder and harder to win a national championship with this revolving door. I mean, did you see the um, – and here's what I compared it to. Did you see Argentina's uh, World Cup celebration where 5 million people were basically converging on the capital city? That's what the transfer portal looked like. That's that was ridiculous. What that, like, that must have been a blast, dude. That must have been a blast, but like, whew, I'm glad nothing went wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, let's go to Vinny on the south side. Vinny, how you doing? Hey, Ross. Yes, I sir. I think one thing that everybody's overlooking is that the on out the lot defense that um, TCU plays, that three three five. Yes. What it does is that three people, three down linemen are able to occupy five offensive linemen, which leaves those uh, three linebackers able to run free, blitz, dropping coverage, whatever they want to do for the most part. Yeah. Also stops the uh, plugs the gap from the run. It also leaves five DBs back there to do basically what they want to do. So I think they're going to give Georgia a whole lot of trouble. Don't be surprised if Georgia's down 14 at halftime. You know what? Nothing would surprise me. Vinny, thank you very much, and that's a very thoughtful thing to say. And I think Pollock brought that up too. That's a type of uh, defense that's geared towards what you're going to be facing in the Big, Big 12, where they like to spread everything out. Well, guess what Georgia can do? They can plug in. My God, you have Arian Smith. You can put him in the slot. McConkie in the slot. you got 
You got Bowers in the slot. That's where you can do some damage right there, maybe slice them up and get those uh, yardages right on the hash maybe perhaps. But that, that's an interesting point. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. It almost makes me wish like I could have a total bird's eye view to see everything going on. Like Mike Bell has the perfect seats for Falcons games. He's on the exact front row of the second deck, and you can really see everything develop. TV's going to kind of deprive you of that a little bit. With the- but um, it's going to be interesting. And, uh, Vinny, I, I really appreciate that call. So, also, John Fitzpatrick, he just loves him some Stetson. Absolutely adores him. Um, I think his never-say-die attitude. Uh, he's one of my best buddies. Um, I talked to him quite a bit. I'm really proud of him, happy for him. Um, I'm rooting for him. Um, and then just all the adversity that he's faced throughout his career. Um, he's looked the other way. Everyone's doubted him. He keeps, he keeps showing up, keeps turning the, other, turning the other way and doing his thing, and I'm just proud of him. Well, it's because he's a punk. <laughs> Come on, Eric Ains. you got to... You gotta be better than that. Here's also uh here's also John Fitzpatrick. And you gotta you gotta realize something. What Kirby has done this year has been nothing sort of remarkable. You you put 16 guys on NFL rosters and you just you just reload. You didn't uh you didn't really rely on the transfer portal. Doesn't mean he's not ever going to, but the main ta- the fact that he's been able to Keep this going. Here's what John Fitzpatrick had to say about that. I think the uh, guys that have stepped up, uh, Pop, Smile, um, there's so many I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Um, Stetson has gained more confidence. Um, The tight ends that are killing it there, Brock and Darnell. um, It's really, you name it, the secondary, Chris Smith, he's crushed it this year. Really happy for him um, in the season that he's had. Uh, A bunch of guys have stepped up, and then younger guys, um, which is hard to do, especially at Georgia. Younger guys have stepped into their roles and and done a great job. It makes you wonder what it's going to be like next year. You've got got Carson back. You've You've got several couple of five-star, four-star quarterbacks waiting for their turn. It makes you wonder what, what's going to happen next year after Stetson goes. you got to realize one thing. You had a generational quarterback in Peyton Manning at Tennessee. He didn't win a national title. T. Martin shows up on the scene next year and leads Tennessee to their last national title. So it's not impossible. And, uh, oh, by the way, Georgia has two wide receivers coming in. That are probably a couple of the best in the uh, conference, and I, again, my mind is so I am so hyped tonight. I can't even remember who they are. One's coming from uh, I think Mississippi State, another one from maybe Arkansas. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying though. Two very highly regarded wide receivers going to really help supplement that wide receiver room. And of course, we know how well Kirby uh, recruited second best recruiting class in the country. So I don't expect necessarily a step back, but I wonder how spoiled. This fan base is going to be if Georgia, if Georgia wins the title this year and they go two years without winning it, are they going to put a for sale sign in Kirby's front yard? <laughs> all right, we're going to come back and have a little fun before we get into all the other nuts and bolts. This day in sports history, it's fascinating, by the way, and it's loaded with Atlanta stuff. That's coming up next. Rob Tribble in for Chuck Green, Sports Radio 1990 Game. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We've heard so much about you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Rob Triple for John Chuckery for the uh, next couple of weeks. Little little leave of absence. You always follow him on Twitter, though. You know where to find him. The snark and uh, sarcasm will just start emanating from your screen and fog up your glasses. And I want to hear from you. Phone lines are open all night tonight. I haven't been really good about taking calls all week, and I normally don't take a whole lot of calls, but I just kind of want to hear from you tonight. 404 9229 I want to know what's going on in the city tonight. It seems to be buzzing out there. Everybody's uh, ready to unleash after a long week back after the holidays. You got back to the grind, and everybody seems to be out wanting to spend some money. All right, let's do uh, this day in history. It's pretty fascinating, too. Very eventful day. First of all, how about this? First ever recorded boxing match. Yes, happened on this date in 1681. Christopher Monk. He's the second Duke of Albemarie over there in the UK. The match was between his butler and his butcher. And guess what? The butcher won. Now, why didn't he set up another match with the winner of the baker and the candlestick maker? That's what I want to know. Oh, and by the way, you know, you know what my friends call me, don't you? I am the Earl of Belvedere, by the way. As in Belvedere Park, South Decatur, brother. That's where I grew up. Oh, okay. Where Columbia Drive, Memorial Drive come together. That's where I grew up. Therefore, I am Belvedere royalty. You're welcome for being able to look through the glass at royalty, the I, Earl of Belvedere, brother. I had no idea that you know, I, I, I was I'm, – I'm so honored. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I didn't know I was in the presence of royalty. I it's, bow to you, my good sir. It's like, uh, I'm so honored. <laughs> How about this? This date, 1976, Ted Turner purchases the Atlanta Braves. I want to ask you, Dylan, as a man of 26 years old, how, do you, how much do you think Ted Turner paid for the Atlanta Braves back in 1976? I'm going to say he paid, 1976, $700,000. Oh, wrong. $12 million. Oh, okay, still in the millions. Now, there's actually an inflation calculator. So you could put a, an amount of money for any year, and uh, the inflation calculator will convert it to what it means in today's dollars, about $63 million. Wow. That's a, that's a bargain. That's a Braves bargain. Braves are a billion-dollar franchise, yeah. right? And think about this. Ted Turner purchases the Braves for $12 million. Mike Trout's making $35 million. Scherzer, $43 million. Garrett Cole, $36 million. So they're making three, four times as much as the Braves were bought for back in 1976. Hilarious. And get this. And Ted Turner was absolutely just hilarious. Just an absolute kook. Won the America's Cup. You know what he did with, uh, with WTB. I started out as WTCG. Loved wrestling. He's the one that put wrestling on TV. And he had started CNN, of course. And now CNN's ridiculous. But all, all media's corrupt, by the way. Fox, corrupt. CNN, corrupt. MSNBC corrupt. Guess what? Every news outlet that you pay attention to, every newspaper you read, just a handful of companies owning them. They're sitting there. They use that to pit us against each other. 
You remember my uh, ants in a jar reference the other night, right? Oh, yeah. You put yep. the red ants and the black ants in one jar, put the jar on the table, they're not going to do nothing. When you shake the jar, the black ants start killing the red ants, the red ants start killing the black ants. The question is, who's shaking the jar? MSNBC is, CNN is, Fox is, Washington Post is. That's what's going on, people. Wake up. But get this. On May 11th, 1977, the Braves have lost 16 straight games. Ted Turner didn't fire Dave Bristol, the manager. He said, take two weeks off. I'm going to manage the team. So May 11th, 1977, Ted Turner managed one game for the Atlanta Braves, a 2-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, of course, the commissioner didn't like that so much. said, no, you're not allowed to do that. So he was not, not able to manage anymore. But if you look at the list of Braves managers, Eddie Matthews, all, Bobby Bragan, Bobby Cox, Ted Turner, 0-1. He's on there officially. And um, that night, Phil Necro pitched a complete game and lost 2-1. to one. The Braves went on to lose 101 games that year. And it was also on this date in 1997, Phil Necro elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I got a Phil Necro story. Phil Necro used to live down over in South Decatur off Columbia Drive. His two sons played t-ball with me at Belvedere Park, which is now Shoal Creek Park. Philip and John, good buddies with him. I lost track of them. And Phil's just a great guy. He just go over to his house. And he took us, he brought the whole team. We were the Braves, the T-Ball Braves. Took them, took us to Fulton County State. We got to be on the field before the game, hanging out. It was, it was awesome. Absolutely uh, awesome. Were they pretty good, his sons? Uh, John was, Philip wasn't. Gotcha. Yeah. John was a feisty little dude. He seemed like he could have been a dual-threat quarter. He's like feisty. He'd bite your head off messing around with him. Philip's just a nice guy. Bookish, nice guy. John sounds like he could play for Dan Campbell. He probably could play for Dan Campbell, right? Bite, bite kneecaps. Bite kneecaps, yes. <laughs> bite your groin on the way up, too. My favorite Ted Turner story. It was, um, I just started working it. I just started my career. 1996, I was working at uh, the CBS affiliate. I guess, what is it now? AFT Atlanta first. What is it? What are they now? Yeah, like AFT some, some, or AFT, something weird. They keep trying to weird. figure out what they're doing. We were great when we were, when we were there. But that's crazy, Rob. Just real quick. You started your career. The year I was born. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. And you're like, what, this is what I'm going to end up? i got to be better than that, dude. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You're <laughs> a legend, Rob Triple. Oh, yes, in my own mind. I'm not even a household name in my own household, my friend. Favorite Ted Turner story, I just started covering the Braves, 1996. And this was the famous Jim Lairitz game in the World Series. Braves are up. They've gone up and won the first two games at Yankee Stadium. Looks like they're going to repeat after beating the Indies the prior year. Then Mark Wohlers throws a slider to Jim Lairitz. Hits a home run. Yankees win, ended up winning the series. But that night, I was downstairs. Ted Turner was there with Jane Fonda. We're all in the bathroom, the long trough, bunch of people in there. Ted's at the urinal, just, just kind of swaying. Ted was an accomplished drinker, just swaying back and forth. And everybody's just kind of watching him. It took him probably 10 minutes for finally a drop to come out where he could pee. And when it happened, everybody just broke out into applause, man. It was just so freaking funny. But one thing I didn't like about Ted, he's, he's been a big advocate of a population control. The one-child policy like they had in China. It's like, what is it with these billionaires wanting to control the population? If they want to control the population, okay, you first. There's too many people. Okay, you first. Go ahead. And uh, Ted's out in his ranch in Montana. Apparently, he's got dementia, not doing real well. But uh, what, what a memory. and what, what just, uh, just a hilarious character. And, of course... This is a good one here. Who could forget this? This dominated the headlines 
for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. It was seemingly the most important story ever. It happened on this date in 1994 involving Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Okay, that's good. That's good. Why? Why? Well, Tanya Harding had her bodyguard attack Nancy Kerrigan when she was working out ahead of the um, the U.S. Championships in Detroit. The bodyguard. Do you remember the story? You don't know the story, do you? Oh, it's for your born. It's for no, your born. That's right. It's yeah. for your born. I have no idea the story. Oh, it's this crazy. is the biggest stuff in the world. You got to watch the Tanya Harding movie too. She was Trailer Park, but a great skater. But Trailer Park. She had her bodyguard. Hit Kerrigan on her lower thigh with a police baton to kind of injure her for the Olympics. Wow. Yeah, man. Just so she could, like, get a – did she yes. have beef or just want to get a leg up on her? Just want to get a leg up on her. Wow. <laughs> leg up or no, yeah. no pun intended. <laughs> so, uh, but Kerrigan went on to win the silver medal. Meanwhile, Tanya Harding, of course, the curtain finally uh, – everything. the dominoes kind of finally fell on her and everybody realized what happened. And she just made an absolute fool of herself in those Olympics. She ended up finishing eighth. She started a routine that burst into tears. She was like, my laces, I got to get my laces aren't right. My laces aren't right. She just looked like a total. She had a rough upbringing, though. And you got to watch the movie about it. Her mom was absolutely awful. And Allison Janney, and she's one. Allison Janney's a great, she's hilarious. She rides a motorcycle, this older actor. She won an Oscar for portraying Nancy Care, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Tanya Harding's mother. And t- just a horrible nasty human being. And uh, Tanya Harding was always kind of a rudder on the ship. She'd do anything for me. I think she uh, tried boxing for a while. She'd do some mud wrestling. She's been married like four times. And uh, never apologized to Nancy Kerrigan. Never apologized. To, to this her. day? To this day hasn't. Wow. But Nancy Kerrigan just moved on. But Nancy Kerrigan, of course, she's a victim there. But she made herself look so disagreeable. She just seemed kind of entitled and just kind of sneering at people. There was a famous footage of her at a parade at Disney World, and she's, like, waving and smiling, and she's, like, through her teeth going, God, this is so lame. Why do I have to be here? She's waving and smiling. Oh, this is awful. She just seemed like, again, she seems like that type of woman that always sends back her food at the restaurant. That's the best way to sum her up. She didn't deserve to be hit that day, but she wasn't very likable either. It's like, I'm glad none of them won anything that day. Well, she got a silver medal, but I'm glad she didn't win the gold medal because she wasn't very likable that whole situation either, so... There you go. And John Smoltz elected to the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame on the state. As was Ken Griffey, the only real unanimous person to get elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Have you ever been? To the Baseball Hall yeah. of Fame? Nope, I have not. I would love to go there to Football Hall of Fame, too. I yeah. would love to do that. Yeah. Basketball Hall of Fame, I'm not so much. Everybody gets in the Basketball Hall of Fame, high school, college. I don't, I don't get it. But we were talking about, and why don't we do this at the uh, top of the hour? Uh, the guys that are nominated for the uh, Hall of Fame, this year, and uh, me and Dom had a good time with this last night, and there's a Deion Sanders bite that I love so much, and it's, it's probably in the system. He was kind of complaining about, basically, they're letting anybody in the damn Hall of Fame now, and we're going to play that bite, and we're going to go over this, and we'll get more into George. We're going to hear from Eric Zier. 
I got the index coming up, and, of course, we're going to rank them, too. I can't wait to see what you come up with tonight. You always do a good job with that. And we're with you until uh, 10 o'clock, of course. Hawks and Lakers coming up next. Hopefully the Hawks can uh, win two in a row. That was a fascinating game the other night. Those teams, if you look at the box score, both teams scored 30 points in the first half, first quarter. Second quarter, Hawks outscored the Kings 31-28. to 28. Then I think both teams scored 29 points in the third and then 30 points in the fourth. And Jonte Murray with two big free throws and a, and a steal to close things out. Neither team led by over nine points that night. And uh, it was good to see uh, Red Velvet, Kayvon. Kayvon Herter, 24 points the other night. Boy, we miss his shooting, don't we? And I, I figured out we misused him here in Atlanta. He should have been a starter. Because he, he did not, start for a while. Yeah, uh, Nate uh, towards the like the um, during like the last year of his uh, of his uh, time here, his last year here in Atlanta, that we finally started using him right. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, it was it was missed time. For well, sure. you see what he's doing now. He's thriving. It's about seventeen points a game. He's shooting over forty percent from yeah. three. He should have been a starter. Him coming off the bench, it was hard to really. He could really establish a rhythm. If he's starting, he establishes a rhythm. I'm telling you, man, the Kings have gotten to twenty wins. This early in the season for the first time in what? I think it's uh, over 20 years. And a lot of people think the Kings could be a sleeping giant out west. Think they're making the playoffs this year? The Kings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that. I think that Sabonis. They, do, that, they, do you think they uh, avoid the play-in? Top six? I think they might. A lot of people are very high on this team. They, they get it going. I think they're currently six yeah. right now. Something but like that. Is there a team in the NBA that Mike Davis hasn't coached, though? The Kings coach, he's been everywhere. He hadn't coached the Hawks. It's like he's coached everybody. Lakers like five or six times. But coming back, top of the hour, Hall of Fame nominees have been announced February 9th. We will find out who goes in, and they'll be inducted in August. Interesting conversation, especially what Deion Sanders had to say, and it's hilarious. Said with a lot of arrogance and confidence, but I love every second of it. I'm all for it. Sports Radio, 1990 Game. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.